Yes, it's Alize, and this is another edition of Zay Lee. In the beginning, it's amazing. I mean, like they're obsessed with they have their personal porn star. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, "This is lit." Um, But then, as the relationship goes on, sometimes as things evolve they're a little bit less comfortable with what I do and they go oh you know we've been dating for so and so amount of time they want the conversion now for you to be just girlfriend that's it yeah <laughs> and don't get me wrong like in a relationship I'm giving 150% like I will be the girlfriend that you need we, we love hip hop the level of touch can be a simple glide it can be a pinch it could be different things but the shock it's a, it's a wake up, wake up call, call especially when you uh <laughs> Yes, um, it's Alize, and this is another edition of Zay Link. And thanks for joining and listening and watching as we are on all streaming platforms and on YouTube. And um, we're going to be talking about sensuality, sexuality, relationships, people, the pandemic, coping. And I'm going to be interviewing a beautiful guest right beside me, which you've seen me interview a few times already. And uh, we'll introduce her shortly. But before that, are you stupid? Are you dumb? What? <laughs> Let's hear some chromas. Yeah. Bangetti, Jimmy, Kelsey, Shake. Now he's coming already. Big crib. Big crib. I got my big crib. I got big drip. I got big whip. I got big crib. What else, cuz? I got everything, I gotta rate that track still. It's a good one. Yes, yes, yes. Sounds fire. And Toronto Artists is what we do and we promote and support here on We Love Hip Hop. And definitely um, uh, Zaylinks, we talk about what's going on in um, our community. So let's get into it. Uh, I have Cece, also known as uh, Cecilia Morel, model and um, vixen and uh, many other titles. So. Uh, without further ado, I'll get you to kind of uh, shed light a little bit and reintroduce yourself. Thank you so much for having me, first yes. and foremost. Um, hi, I'm Cecilia Morel. Um, I've held many hats over the course of the last couple of years. Um, I do some nude and lingerie modeling. Um, she said nude and lingerie modeling. Yeah. I, nice. Film some OnlyFans content. Okay. Um, basically, I just kind of own my sexuality all on the internet where you can see it. And we love to do that as empowered women. We like to own our sexuality and we're not shy, are no. we? No. I think we've, uh, for those of you that can't see, we have some beautiful props here and um, her personal shoes. Mm -hmm. And we have some rope. And we'll talk about that shortly because these are exciting things. So that means you got to subscribe to the YouTube channel and see all that stuff. Hey. Yes, and you can find us at um, on YouTube on We Love Hip Hop uh, Network, and also my personal channel, Alize Vlogs. And you can find a whole bunch of content on there and um, on the social space for SoundCloud and um, streaming platforms. And uh, follow. Cecilia on Instagram. What's your handle? Uh, so my handle is CeciliaMorel.tv on Instagram and CeciliaMorel on Snapchat and Twitter. 
nice so there's no excuse why you can't get a hold of her <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna um actually start our uh session here with a little poem that i wrote oh, let the people know where to send oh. their questions and stuff as well okay yeah so before that um if you have any questions about intimacy um sexuality sensuality relationships Anything that you'd want to even ask me or have any of our guests answer on um, the show, send an email, please. Privacy is respected to zaylinks at gmail.com. And that's Z-A-E-L-I-N-K-S at gmail.com. Or if you want to uh, connect with me directly, um, my Instagram DM is a perfect place. Um, messaging on underneath um, posts. And also just sending a DM is really the easiest way. And you can send a voice note as well. And even video questions help. So please use our handles on how you can connect with, connect with us. Um, so I realize that we're in a pandemic, just like uh, you do, Cecilia. And it's hard out here for a lot of people with relationships and coping mechanisms. And even just dealing with people. And a lot of us have our own personal struggles. And I feel that sometimes we just need some kind words or motivational words to keep us going. So I got inspired to write because... You know, the pandemic affects me as well. And my situation, because we talked about situationships in episode one, and it's a real thing. Uh, so I'm going to get into it. I call this one Private Bay. And um, here we go. Silence is deadly, but now I have no choice. I didn't see how much, you're, how much you drowned out to the sound of my voice. I do too much talking, not enough listening. I need a redo at this moment, a psychological christening. Have I been unfair? Yes, and disrespectful even more. I can blame a lot of factors. Bottom line, I'm insecure. We all want to be loved, but can't master how to give. I demanded and expected the most. You just wanted to live. I took things too far. I said way too much. All you maybe needed was a hug or kiss, just a touch. I'm possessive with lovers because who wouldn't, like who would want to share? I took so much and needed more. You question if I really care. A lot of time in, a lot of time in, we connected so deep. I'm always so scared, your heart I can't keep. I said you were heartless because I felt so alone. Now I regret those words, I wish you'd come home. My mind is racing about what you're doing and where you be. In all realness, I wish you'd come back and stay right beside me. The only one that knows me and has my back like no other. A best friend, lover, partner shoot i feel you're my a black brother every day away i learn i took you too simple the type to see all my flaws every scar uh, fat and pimple it's maddening how fast a person can be gone nothing lasts forever but i tell you it felt so long gifted with words i'm usually great at what i say said the wrong things now i've caused you to stray in times like this a global depression is bad enough the fight for life is real. I shouldn't worry about the petty stuff. It seems I'm too late for you, have disconnected from our bond. I could cry a river, but I'll cry inside my heartfelt pond. Is it too late to say sorry, the hardest word to say? Or am I irrelevant, no longer, your private bay? So, snaps to that. Hey, <laughs> those are effects in there. <laughs> Yes, and um, for those of you that don't know, I'm also a poet at heart. I'm a writer, and I do have a book I'm trying to publish that's been ready for years, and I haven't done it. So, if somebody wants to motivate me to finally publish it, let me know. 
You know you got bars too. Stop, stop playing. I'm a rapper, yes. I do a lot. A creative burst of energy is just here. Rhythm and poetry. Yes. And we can feel that. So let's um, dive into our session here, uh, Cecilia. <laughs> that was a beautiful start. Beautiful way to start this off. Thank you. And I just think it's real because like, you know, like we're all entertainers. We're all so many things. And as you said, we wear so many hats. And, you know, sometimes we have our own intimate situations that are troubling. And then we have to find a way to cope and still do what we do in regards to entertaining and being that uh, source and hub for people that, you know, crave the energy that we give them. And I think when we can have moments like this of stillness and, you know, introduce the reality of what we go through, sometimes that can make people have a closer connection with us to realize that we're just like everybody else. Exactly. Exactly. That's a good thing. So. Yeah, for those of you that uh, recognize Cecilia, we've uh, had lots of interviews on my channel in regards to uh, Oasis Aqua Lounge, an adult sex club, playground, uh, social space that unfortunately due to the pandemic isn't really up and functional at the current moment. But we had a lot of adventures. I mean, (laughs) we've, (laughs) and I mean, like, I want to get into it. Let's talk about Aqua Bella. Okay. So one of my hats that I wore at one point uh, working for Oasis was um, basically I was running the Twitter of a sex doll named Aquabella. She was great. (laughs) And I had so much fun kind of giving her her own personality and kind of just playing around with that. And uh, did you play with her too? No. But one thing we got to do, which was really cool, was kind of like an interview on yeah. Aquabella where I got to kind of embody the personality of this You were the sex living, doll. real Aquabella that I was interviewing and talking to. And Aquabella was right between us. And yeah. she was just there, like, with her mouth open because she can't do anything. And it was just, a, like, you owned it. I give you that. Like, you were so connected to her where you were, like, almost like her spirit animal. Like, you were, like, her person that was, like embodying like what she could have thought and did it was a lot of fun i even went as her for halloween (laughs) (laughs) i just really went full throttle with it and uh i think it was a really unique opportunity to kind of normalize sex toys for well sex dolls because that was a big thing in the media when uh it was becoming legal to even have them because a sex doll for what most people don't know is almost like considered like an escort or like depending on how the sex doll is used so i've done interviews on my channel as well with um owners of sex doll brothels if you can call it yeah oasis was one of those hubs where you could utilize that sex doll and have sex with it um touch it do all kind of things and it was really cool that it had a JJ that could be taken out yeah so she actually had three (laughs) that's two more than i'll ever have and (laughs) Yes. And we could take them out and, uh, you know, replace them. They had different shapes. You could kind of. So tighten it. So you can actually control the grip of the vajayjay on the sex doll. Yeah. It's all about that gorilla grip. (laughs) Gorilla grip? (laughs) That's the title. That is it. It's all about the gorilla grip. I love that. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That was hilarious because I actually got really close to Aquabella and. I myself did have some action with her and um, it was for demonstration purposes, of course, because sex dolls aren't really my thing, so to speak, for me to get off or like um, have a sexual moment with, in all honesty. Yeah. But 
because of interviewing people and getting the sex doll culture kind of exposed to the listeners and viewers, I wanted to kind of experiment what it was. So one of my sponsors from Funhouse, it was a sex toy company, um, they gave me one of my options was a, what was it? It was a, a strap-on. And I had a little scene with Aquabella, actually, funny enough. And it was very awkward. So that was when I realized that men having to stand up and give it to you from the back Women, we need to be a little bit more sensitive. It's a it, lot of work. Oh my goodness. It is hard. Yeah. For a guy to have to thrust his hips and do all of that action. And, and when we want him to stand up, I, I understand why a lot of guys just want to lie down or they want to just have a break. It is hard. Yeah. I couldn't keep up with it. It's like a lot of hamstring workout and oh. people don't think about that. And I... Yeah. I I really had a moment because it's like I was in the position of being what a traditional guy or uh, aggressive, like whatever a person would be doing by being the aggressor in the sexual act. And I was, you know, wearing a strap on and I was going at it with Aquabella with her uh, big ass and all that good stuff. And her, uh, you know, um, what can I say? Her interchangeable with JJ. I don't know which setting was in at the time. <laughs> I don't know if I had the glam, but um, whatever setting it was, it was really interesting and it was hard. I just wanted that experience to know kind of what guys go through or those with. Uh, um, you didn't have it on Gorilla Grip setting? <laughs> I don't even know. I just know that there was something in there. And I guess that's the reality of what most guys go through. You can't control the grip or the glam of what a woman that you're going to have intimacy with has. But now you have a whole new appreciation for that, hitting it from the back. Oh, yeah. yeah. I will try my best not to be aggressive with uh, my partners, to uh, not have to stand up and do all these vigorous, creative, athletic things that I love to do. I will definitely simmer down and um, <laughs> try to do something more mutual because I didn't realize the impact of it. Like, being a guy is hard, having sex. Yeah. Or even there are women that wear strap-ons, but I don't think I had the right strap-on. I think it was really a bad badly built one so that was awkward yeah. but i think you did a really good job embodying aquabella and um definitely being her <laughs> it was a lot of fun i mean like it's very rare in day-to-day -day life where you can be so like openly I kind of gave Aquabella like a bimbo, slutty personality. <laughs> and you can't yeah. really do that as a woman without it being super frowned upon. Or stigmatized, yeah. Exactly. So I got that opportunity to be like, this is what I'm going to give her in terms of a character. And yeah, it was just really silly and ridiculous. But it was fun. And that's yeah. what role playing allows you to do is just have fun and just let loose and be that sexual beast that's like you know burning up inside of most of us because we all want that opportunity to kind of be you know that extreme character yeah and i know that we do it naturally as it is but like giving a sex doll and times like this right now is where we're so lonely as people sometimes that a person would invest in a sex doll and they're really expensive but in i think certain cultures around the world sex dolls are really glorified and it's a norm they're actually in multiple households really yeah i think in um i don't know if it's japan or one of those um countries there i remember i was doing a little bit of research but it is sex dolls in certain parts of the world are really glorified and a lot of people spend a lot of money and time creating them and oasis had a really good quality sex doll and the material and the features the hair there's a lot of work that goes into it so researching it was like really really cool yeah to see what that are guys paying for those things 
you have to custom order them because yeah. you get you build them from scratch literally it's from the material that the mold comes out of and then it becomes the aesthetics the eyelashes the eye color the lips the the mouth the open like even i think the measurement of the diameter of the openings in the actual doll because if you have interchangeable body parts like a vagina <laughs> vajayjay that can be interchanged then you get that custom order a part of it and then it gets delivered to you. <laughs> there is someone who works at Real Doll who is just in charge of the makeup and the aesthetics. So they're sitting there like doing the doll's eyeliner the same way we would do our own. Like a makeup artist. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And a, like, and sex dolls are male and female and transgender. They could be anything. So they can be really creatively um, put together. And the person is really desiring this sex doll, not just for intimacy purposes, because as social individuals and as antisocial individuals sometimes we can't connect and a lot of people that are single are always struggling with either having somebody that's too talkative or too you know bitchy or too um as women we're sometimes just so hard to understand and it's like if you get a doll now you're in charge and it's about control because a lot of people are controlling in relationships as well and yeah. once you can control the situation you're in and have somebody that just embodies the physical image you like and love then you're pretty much set because <laughs> they won't talk back they make noises maybe but they're getting a lot of advancements in the robotics and now giving these sex dolls um, personalities and voices so yeah advancements in technology it's Seriously. incredible and when you touch it i mean like dolls feel very they're not like hard plastic or whatever they're made of it's very expensive material and it's very realistic because skin is skin and a lot of people have a good connection with how skin feels so these dolls are crafted in a way where they feel nice to the touch yeah yeah so enough about Bella. <laughs> i'm sure she's still in a closet somewhere mm -hmm. um let's talk about girl on girl play because as you spend a lot of time online and pleasing these amazing fans that you have you experiment and you know do things and go above and beyond what i guess maybe some the average woman might be a little bit um intimidated to do so you do only fans you um do intimate acts with um couples or individuals myself okay most of my brand has actually been about solo play thus far and mm. I'm, so you know your body really well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually do a lot of my brainstorming for like concepts with mm. my fans. So I will ask, I'll put out there like, what do you want to see? I'm bored and uninspired, I'll be honest. Like, what is something that would be really unique that you would enjoy? The other day, I actually had a suggestion from a fan to make a video of me having sex with an imaginary friend. Mm. so that looks That's like cool <laughs> you know that looks like me like bouncing on a bed by myself but it was a really like fun and silly thing to do that was very unique and i was like okay if this is what will make you happy if this is what you'll enjoy seeing then i'm all for it um, no, for sure and then this is where the requests come in where you know fans get to feel individualized and you respect you know their wishes and kind of what they want and you just provide this environment where you're so down to do what they want to see and you're doing it yourself which empowers you because you're not doing anything that you don't allow yourself to want to do exactly i really like kind of being in control of 
what I'm putting out there and what I'm creating Mm -hmm. and how I'm creating it. Um, So until this point, it has been just me by myself being Mm -hmm. sexy, I guess. Um, You guess, I think the numbers (laughs) don't lie. That's that's facts. That's facts. You got a solid following. You look good. I mean, you're pleasing what people want to see. Like, Thank you. Yeah. Let's not be modest. Like, you do your thing. I've seen you at Oasis. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, you've been very uh, open with your sexuality. And, I mean, uh, one of our interviews, we were doing, like, a, there was a group. Um, I guess it was a group orgy, I think. Yeah, yeah. The Sibian Straddle orgy. Sibian Straddle, yeah. And that was when um, a lot of participants came together and I interviewed everybody after the moment (laughs) because I was watching it in the other room. I I wasn't staring. I was watching a little bit and trying to like get my uh, creative juices on how I would actually um, report on it. (laughs) So can you all explain to me what a Sibian Straddle orgy is? Well, Sibian Straddle, why don't you... uh, yeah, what is that? I wish yeah. we had Sibian a demonstrate. We, I wish we had the prop because a Sibian is something that you actually go on top of and it yeah. stimulates you and makes you orgasm. So it's think about goal. think about going to a really shitty like um, country western themed bar and there's a mechanical <laughs> bull. So it's that, but a lot smaller, um, and it vibrates and it penetrates. And I don't know how much of this we can say on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Everybody's learning, right? Yeah. It's pre-taped. If, I don't, if, it, if it's too crazy, we'll cut it anyway. Cool. So go for it. Um, so you sit on top of it. Um, one of my positions was to be the Sibian operator. Um, so in the orgy flick that we filmed, <laughs> um, I'm sitting there, you know, just doing the controls um, for my co-star, who's absolutely so beautiful and talented, and she's enjoying the ride. She's interacting with other people. Um, my partner at the time came in and interacted with me while I'm doing the buttons. And it was just... It was very free-spirited. Yeah. And it was very organic. Uh, we didn't write a script or anything. We were just like... The chemistry was like really good, and everybody like enjoyed themselves and... I think that it was a decent production because it was it was just like a free for all. Yeah. <laughs> right. And in that um, in that element is a safe space because like everybody knows who everybody is. Everybody is uh, clean and everybody is participating in what they feel comfortable participating in. And yeah. we talked about that. Like we it was like a panel after <laughs> the in, like sorry the situation <laughs> and um, everybody was just giving their perspective on it and talking about how comfortable they felt and the fact that like what they enjoyed yeah it was just a real like depiction of what just happened so that was really cool it was it was a very interesting experience for sure yeah but in more into the girl on girl play like um most of your fans are used to seeing you do solo acts and you know doing different pleasing things to the eye yeah so um in regards to incorporating your play with a female how does that work So I've always been very open about my sexuality. I try to be very candid with things that I'm into and why I'm into them and why I'm so open with my sexuality. Um, But the one thing that I've kind of kept special into myself was my interactions with other women. Um, So that was not something that until now I've recorded or I've made into content. And now I'm kind of moving into this direction where I'm ready to share those intimate moments with my following. Um, And so I'm just really excited about that because I think 
two empowered women exploring and owning two their sexuality. <laughs> very true. Very true. You don't want a cap, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's just going to be a really awesome experience. And I think you'll be able to feel that chemistry when you watch it. And that's what I want. Like when I put out content, I want you to feel something. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm feeling it already, man. Like that was, <laughs> that sounds exciting. And I think a lot of people can, um, I guess, be in suspense until they see it happen. Yeah. But from what they've seen from you, they know you have the ability to make it 10 times enticing on top of what it is because you just are in your element and i think that you're very sexually charged by this type of stuff which most people can't understand or maybe can't do and they look to this you know type of content for that inspiration to feel like okay that's what it looks like yeah can i can i throw a dig in your pockets question in there quick fast yeah sure sure <laughs> sorry he participates too <laughs> Oh, sorry. For the people who are just hearing this disembodied voice behind the scenes, like Friday Ricky Dread, you know what I'm saying, y'all? Always on set, know, yeah. Y'all know who the fuck I am. Um, <laughs> what's the average monthly, not your specific, but ball, ballpark when everything is like super nice monthly for OnlyFans? Like my income? Yeah. So I get my income from multiple streams. Mm -hmm. um, so I use OnlyFans and AVN kind of as like a AVN, face. sorry. Oh, adult video network. Thank you. Um, <laughs> kind of like OnlyFans, um, just owned by different people. Mm -hmm. um, so for that, it's essentially a Facebook wall full of X-rated stuff that Zuckerberg won't let me post. Um, <laughs> and then when I was camming, that was a whole other, um, more interactive way for me to connect with my audience. Um, from OnlyFans itself, um, if it's a great month, I'm probably looking 5K, 6K. Nice. Yeah. Um, with camming, it's so up and down that you gotta keep it's very providing content. You got to keep it interesting. You got to be in the mood. And that is one of the things that are the main components of doing entertainment is <laughs> mental wellness. You have to be in a position mentally to want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the cool thing with OnlyFans is that I can sit there and I can create something and I can hold on to it for a couple of months and then be like, oh, it's a holiday. Here's this holiday <laughs> content that I shot six months ago that I've been brainstorming and editing and putting all of this work into. Mm -hmm. And it's perfected. Whereas with live streaming, I don't always get that opportunity to make sure it's my best because it's yeah. happening right in the moment. And it can be a little bit more intimidating because it's not going to be as uh, controllable. And I think we all like control. We all want to put out our best when we're able to do it and modify it. I am an, uh, a type A personality, so yeah. I feel that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so let's talk about dating now. <laughs> so... Um, I think it's safe to say we're both very um, hypersexual women, yep. confident in our skin in regards to our sexuality and yeah. how we talk about it and experience it. Um, but I'd like to know, like, being a hypersexual woman dating, like, how do you feel like partners relate to that or respond? Like, do you think they're organically able to keep up with you or there might be struggles where they love the lust of it at first and then they just can't maybe balance it out like they're not consistent? 
So one thing that I've noticed with dating is that if I'm genuinely just kind of looking to hook up with someone, it is so easy for me to just, you know, talk reckless in the DMs. <laughs> like, and I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh, I really said that. Um, because I do really own my sexuality. I know what I want. Like, this is what I'm bringing to the table. Yeah. What are you bringing back? Um, with the dating, it's a little bit more interesting because... I've had experiences where in the beginning, you know, me being a content creator and doing what I do is super cool. And there's a lot of men that are total clout chasers. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, like I'm, you know, dating someone who does X, Y, Z for a living. Like that's a big flex. It's more they, of a status thing. I think they feel that like it means so much more to like claim it. But then. Do you find that the behavior and the actual reality of the relationship is different? In the beginning, it's amazing. I mean, like they're obsessed with They me. have their personal porn star. Basically. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, this is lit. Yeah. Um, but then as the relationship goes on, sometimes as things evolve, they're a little bit less comfortable with what I do. And they go, oh, you know, we've been dating for so-and-so amount of time. They want the conversion now for you to be just girlfriend and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Like, in a relationship, I'm giving 150%. Like, I will be the girlfriend that you need. We will have conversations to make sure that everyone's needs are met. And the sex is always 150%. Uh, like, it's not questionable. <laughs> always. Yeah. Um, but the end of the day like you can't ask me to give up what i'm doing in terms of content unless there's something that's such a divine intervention that would change your entire life and blow your mind that you wouldn't feel compelled or the energy that you get fueled from doing this to actually put it on on hold exactly i mean once my husband slides in those dms it's a wrap <laughs> like, <laughs> but until then yeah. yeah the wannabe husbands uh yeah you're being screened we can tell sometimes when you're not uh, serious, serious, but um, yeah. So, okay, here's another question that's interesting. What are your thoughts on rimming? No. Would you have it done to you? And for those that don't know what rimming it is, is like uh, licking the perimeter of, for instance, like a butthole. Or uh, sometimes you can rim a JJ as well, like an opening on the body. And yeah. I'm into a lot of stuff and like a lot of freaky stuff. Um, I've just never been drawn to anything involving my peach. <laughs> That's just not something that excites me. Um, I can see why other people are into it and like all the power to you, like, Mm -hmm. you do, with fetishes you know? it's to each their own it's not meant for everybody everybody yeah. has to find their niche of what they really like individually and just because it's not my cup of tea doesn't mean that it's not like the best thing in the world for you and you just love it um i want everyone to do what they love and like just explore whatever they want to explore um for me maybe i'll try it out um but well, in would you let yourself be rimmed or are you more likely to rim now that you're open to girl play, it's different because, I mean, you wouldn't probably rim a guy naturally. But I mean, like we're talking yeah. now of open sexuality, um, whether it's a male or female, would you be down for futuristic things to be rimmed or would you rim? I would probably more rather be rimmed. Mm -hmm. I have to really love you if I'm going to rim, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, why don't we jump into some of our um, audience questions? And um, yeah, I will start with um, a voice note that we nicely got in regards to a DM from a listener who had some really good insight and wanted to ask a question about um, relationships and the dynamic that a lot of people are going through. And I'm going to play it in the mic here. Um, so take it in. Uh, this one. So, um, how does, um, does it really matter if a woman makes more money than a man in a, I guess, um, household, regardless of what, um, race they are? Um, that would be my question. Well, I guess we can both take um, insight on that one. And I like that he mentioned, depending on what race, because culturally, sometimes that dynamic is going to shed differently in regards to light on the situation based on different cultural norms. Because some people have, you know, chauvinistic households where the man is the breadwinner and, you know, he does this and that. But then we're living in a new age now where a lot of women are go-getters. They're getting their bag. They're able to secure their money on top of their mutual money with their partner. So um, I'll let you answer first. Um, I think that if you're mature enough, that conversation shouldn't matter. Um, I think that if you have a lot of issues with insecurity or, you know, like you feel intimidated by what your partner is making i think that can bring up a lot of issues um Mm -hmm. i mean i've kind of had both i've had a relationship where you know oh it's cool you're making your money like i'm making my money um does the person really feel inferior deep down because sometimes it's just even competitive friendship sometimes if somebody gets a job and even when people say like do you support your friends and all that stuff it's like Sometimes we like to believe that we want to wish the best for the person or we like that they're making money and they're going places, but nobody wants to be left behind. Nobody wants that person to get so wealthy or so comfortable financially that the person that they're with doesn't measure up. I've definitely had that feeling where I'm sitting in a room before and I'm surrounded by people that, you know, I've known for years and I love them, but I can feel that there's something different with the vibe because of whatever reason um i think you you definitely feel that and in a relationship you know i've even had a partner say to me i feel intimidated by the fact that you are more successful than i am and at the time it was a healthy conversation you know i'm reassuring my partner all of that but But there's really truth in what they're saying there's a deeper depth of like I'm bothered by the fact that you make so much more money than me. Like you're not going to think about me in the long run type of thing. And that shows itself later on when, you know, you start realizing that they're acting a little bit jaded about something that to you think. And they don't want to talk about it openly because they've already given you that initial peak of what they're thinking and what's on their mind. But sometimes it's like, 
you know, and especially if you're dating a guy, like a, a lot of men mask their emotions and they don't really share it. So yeah. it will show in a bitterness or a void or something that they're using to mask how they really feel. It's gotten to the point where I really dislike talking about money. Yeah. Um, you know, I really try not to share with people what my financial status is mm -hmm. um, because it does, it, it really can affect relationships, yeah. friendships, all of that. No, for sure. So. I hope that uh, gives you some insight into that question for the person asking. You know what they say. <laughs> Money don't change you. Change the people around you. And that's, that's facts. It changes some people because some people it does get to their head. But I think that's on true. a more um, intimate level between partners, for sure. Because if somebody as a male or whoever's the dominant force tends to be you know, a breadwinner and they should lose their job or they don't have money, and they're in, an, they're in a household with a woman who does have money, it does hit a person's ego, but it also then creates an inferiority complex because alongside masculinity, we have a lot of other attributes and um, skills that make a man a man based on stereotypes and uh, perspectives. So if a man loses that financial ability and he loses that power and that force, then he's now succumbing to what that, whatever's left, which is the perspective that the woman might beat up on him about or... You know, he just loses a lot of his pride and maybe some other things. I don't think I could have said it better. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> it's a whole nother conversation uh, if you get into it. But I think we pretty much answered what uh, was being asked. Um, another question now. Um, are hand jobs underrated or overrated? And I'll start off by uh, mentioning one of my uh, famous tutorials about hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> no longer currently on YouTube, but uh, going to be in a very private space soon. And, um, you know, it was about seven tips on how to give a really great hand job. And I had a really good corkscrew move and, you know, some tips. But it's not it's not underrated. It just depends on what the person's into. Because um, as we were discussing in our last episode in regards to like sex work and stuff, there are women that um, or people that will do more hands off uh, kind of um, approaches to a person and there's fetishes so if a hand job is what somebody wants because of contact sometimes that's all a person needs is just to feel touched and sometimes they're in a relationship and they want to do something less intrusive instead of a full-out like cheat on like you know sex or oral so hand job is a safe thing and i think it's almost like friendly safe would you give your friend a hand job if they I, a little bit of a tender touch? I'm not too sure about that one. Because <laughs> it'll um, change the dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But do you think the hand jobs are like overrated or underrated? I think anything is underrated if you put enthusiasm into it. Like. I agree. I really like to give my A game. That's going to be my censored way of saying that. Um, <laughs> I really like to give my A game. And so if I'm going to give someone a hand job, but I put like 120% of my effort into that, they're going to be like, wow, this is the greatest. Um, it's all but, about the technique, though, man. Like, yeah. And because she's saying she has her A game, like, this is why, like, you know, I did tutorials and stuff because you have your skill set, but it's your hidden tricks. I made that public. I wanted people to know techniques and how to rub the head and how to do the stroke on the side of the shaft and how to do the corkscrew move and to, you know, do all the fancy stuff. I think I'm using safe language here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, guy, guy perspective, quick, fast. Yeah. Overrated. Uh, 
well, hmm. well, are you into for that me personally? Okay. okay. Right? Like, it's, I guess it's a good starter. Like, if we're just chilling watching Netflix and you are trying to give me the hint. But, like, I would really more enjoy other type of contact than just, like, having, like, I, I can do that myself. Not really. Because think about it. And I'm probably better at it because I know my body better. Okay, are That's you... That's a, a good point. <sighs> okay, because... I come from a different perspective because I was really good at it with people that really desired it. Mm. So it's people that had that fetish that wanted not just um, uh, my experience because they wanted to have something with me, but also just the touch. And like, this is why I had the techniques because it worked and I would make people like come, you know what I mean? Like that release would be there. Mm. And sometimes it's the magic of the person that is in initiating that uh, job for the hand. <laughs> It is up to the person. So um, if you know what you're doing, fine. And again, sensitivities to skin, right? Some people have lots of skin, some people don't. And then that's sensitivity of, you know, the tenderness and all that good stuff that we can explore. But for people that are into it, that want to just be touched and, you know, experience that passion that way, because it's less intrusive. Think about it. If you really, this is posed at you Friday. If you really like a female mm -hmm. and sometimes... A lot of females friends on a guy or they just don't want to fuck a guy sorry like they just don't want to go to that length they sure. maybe want to do something intimate to try to test the waters just to maybe sense what the sexuality level in that person is mm -hmm. just like some people like making out they like to kiss yeah they don't go to third base i guess is what they say or fourth base home plate whatever well i guess kissing is first base what i don't even know that's just like <sighs> elementary from my, from my high school standards back in the days <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kissing was first base. Mm -hmm. Touching titty was second base. Okay. Um, I guess if you get into... What about sucking titty? Was that two? Uh, yeah, that was still second base. You're still in second that's base. That's contact, though. Like, that's but, like... Isn't know, that kind of kissing? Because you're kind of... This, that's well, back to square one. For a young guy in high school, like an exposed breast is like... <laughs> oh! Okay, okay. You, you like know what I'm saying? Like, one, like, in person, it's like, oh my God, it's actually happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and guys used to get very stimulated by that. And then think about it. In high school, let's talk about like when we were in more elementary. Sex was like a daredevil move. Like you, you were like really getting it in with somebody if you were doing it. But if you were dating or casually liking somebody and you didn't want to do sex, which was considered the ultimate like home plate, like that was like the big deal. Like, that's you gave yourself to somebody. Th that's the home run. Yeah. That's all the way around the hand jobs were a thing i i was notorious for them and it's just like sometimes again when you're experimenting with sexuality you mm -hmm. don't go for the blowjobs right off the bat maybe you're not going down on the girl yeah. but you want to do something where a lot of people want to have that talk or that yeah i got something from them like i would say hand jobs would probably be in third base territory then because then you're feeling the person and just like a guy feeling a girl like fingering a girl or something like you are feeling that person's body to kind of because back then we didn't really show pictures of our bodies like it was we didn't really have phones I'm, i don't know how young everybody was but i'm just saying in the beginning yeah. years phones weren't really a big thing back then it was just contact or oh you were hanging out with so-and-so like oh what happened you know it was more like that narrative that was told that got you going like the whole story time of that experience you had one-on-one -on -one or seven minutes in heaven like mm. whatever you did with that person in private was that stimulation of interest where Oh, how did it feel? Like touching a girl's ass and stuff. Like it. Yeah, yeah. I think like that's really where it is. Just contact, being touched. Because some people want to be hugged and cuddled. There's fetishes yeah. for that. So 
um, again, I'm coming from a personal place. Like, uh, for instance, maybe I can make this metaphorical. Married man wants to be touched. His partner doesn't pay enough attention to him. Feels lonely. Feels like he wants a little bit of a, a like a, a playmate, somebody to play around with. Mm-hmm. Finds a girl, however he finds her. Likes her, thinks she's beautiful, thinks that she embodies everything that he wants in a fantasy. She's available to stroke him. That's all he wants. He doesn't want to do anything too messy to feel like he's cheating, but wants to just nicely, you know, be feeling like somebody. Because every man wants to feel like something. That's and true. And sometimes the touch alone can do it for them. And all he does is want to be touched. Doesn't even want oral or anything crazy. Just likes the idea of feeling touched. Doesn't even really need oil or anything crazy. Just wants to be stroked because that's representative of his manhood. Mm. That is what makes him feel alive and feel like he's actually still somebody. So that is where that kind of stuff gets appreciated. So I don't think it's overrated at all. I feel you. <laughs> Just some perspective. Yeah. Okay. Enough with the hand jobs. <laughs> um, is a blow job better when it's fast, slow, or aggressive? Friday. All three. <laughs> you got to work that in. You got to start <laughs> one level, move to the next level. If you start pulling my hair, then it's we're done. The blowjob's over. It's to the next thing. Let's go. Um, next move. I'll let everybody answer before I do because this is a very special uh, topic for me. Um, again, it's all about the enthusiasm. I'm a big fan of doing that. Um, even though, like, physically, I don't get really anything out of it. Um, mentally, I'm jazzed about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely makes me enthusiastic for everything else that's coming next because you're probably getting wet at the moment and saying i just can't wait till this slides in literally (laughs) that's the mood and so get him up for however long it takes and then it's my time (laughs) yeah like we were just talking about hand jobs like that's gonna last 30 seconds and then we're on to blow jobs like Mm -hmm. for me that's where it's at friday um so the hot seat fast slow or Aggressive, blowjob. Um, I'm. I guess all three is cool with me. If I had a preference, I would rather a slow blowjob. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like because like take care of my shit. You know what I'm saying? To your sensitive one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. A lot of guys are honestly. I find a lot of guys are sensitive with that area, depending on whether they are circumcised or not. And I just think that they just think that this manhood that they have is. Yo, if you break this, like it's over. Like, but like if you're in like a, a rough sex mood and and yeah. you know you want to be aggressive with it, then I'm fine with that too. I'm not gonna be like stop. You well, it's know like what face. It's called face fucking. So like when you're really like honestly beating the girl's face with your uh, thing there, and you're going hard, like you're penetrating her JJ. Yeah. It's called face fucking, and again. Um, if you're on the receiving end, it might be intense because you're getting a pound into your face like you would your body part, whether it's your anus or your vagina. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like, not gonna say that. Like, if the girl wants to do that, I'm not gonna be like judgy and be like, no, we're not doing that. But it's not my thing. Like, it's not. You know what I'm saying? I'm just basically doing it for her. To be honest with me, like, I don't. I don't come from head. Hmm. Like, I know it's possible, but I'd rather not. I love pussy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you want to do all that, and that's you know that's getting you good, and it's obviously getting me off too. <laughs> but I'm ready for the let's get to the to the real work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And my answer: blowjobs are a definite specialty. Um, I left the trophies at home. Sorry, <laughs> I can't put them on the desk. I'll leave that for Cece. 
Um, but guidelines, yeah. Guidelines. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Did I no, say too much? No, 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 no. I'm saying about the props. Oh, okay. Continue, continue, continue. <laughs> yeah, honestly, blowjobs are one of the first things that I really um, mastered and got into and wanted to perfect. I'm not wearing my tongue ring today, but that also definitely enhances the experience when I'm... Does it really? When I do my thing, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. There's the tips, and, and this is the thing. I had another video on YouTube about uh, three tips on how to uh, suck your man's D-I-C-K. Um, really good. And um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't say it. Um, so that was actually picked up on World Star Hip Hop, and I was really proud of that. And it was some like real good techniques I gave everybody again with the moves. And it's, you know, a, a BJ is also an adult sex term. Um, so I guess we'll call it that. That really gives, you know, the guy sometimes a jolt of energy. And sometimes it just, I feel passionate off of it because I know the control I exhibit over the person that is on the receiving end. And I know the skill set that goes into each experience I have. And I mean, I just like being a magical woman. And I know Cece can relate. There's things that we do with our bodies and our, you know, our mouth and all kind of stuff. And we just exhibit this magic that you just have to experience it to know what it is. And I think I've done that really well. And um, it can be any speed, slow and steady, staring at the person, getting that focus, almost mesmerizing and hypnotizing. It's always passionate and intimate. Um, a fast blow job is always really good too, depending on the strokes. If you're using your hands or you're doing hands free, hands free blow jobs, yeah. That's another thing. You got to have a lot of neck power for that. The Bluetooth. Wherever <laughs> 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 we can connect, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and the aggressive stuff, face fucking, again, is a little bit intense. Um, that doesn't that shouldn't last long because it can get very tiring but that exhibits a lot of spit that gives a lot of moisture it's almost like you're sucking anything really hard you're really fast you're gonna have a lot more moisture and fluid in your mouth or the vajayjay because that's why some people like rough sex because it creates that lubrication that sometimes is lacking or missing from the experience so i can attest that all levels can be okay but with moderation yeah yes okay Somebody wanted to know if vaginas clean themselves. Yes. I mean, obviously, you should also put care into that stuff. Um, again, I'm being careful because guidelines. Mm -hmm. um, but. Oh, sorry, let me just. Y'all could say what you ought to say. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. YouTube will let you guys curse <laughs> and all that type of shit. Okay. And, and plus, the audio, like, we gives a fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> SoundCloud and Spotify and all that. That's all that shit slides. So okay, okay. We're just cool. trying to be so safe. Yeah. <laughs> I even wore like this wholesome outfit to hide my titties. Yeah. So. I can't do much. I Sorry, guys. Zipper won't go up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. Um, um, but yeah, they, they, they do clean themselves. Um, it's just how the body works i don't know the sciences of it okay i do adult content for a living i'm not a scientist um but we know that when there's a smell that's a not a good sign yeah but we do also emit natural body odor scents as human beings men have an odor and women have an odor it just depends on how strong the ph level of that odor can be yeah and if you're noticing differences or changes go to see a doctor 
especially in colors. We all have uh, levels of discharge, if I can say it on. Yeah, <laughs> we all have discharge. And again, a lot of, I would say, men need to get educated and understand if girl if a girl has um, some thick, curdy discharge that's coming out, it's not necessarily um, her having an orgasm or coming. It could be traces of an infection. It could be many things. Yeast infection is very common and misunderstood for a girl coming many times. So a lot of people have to just get educated. I would definitely recommend you to, you know, go on Google and ask a doctor if you really want to know. Right now, there's not much uh, centers where you can go and get information. So definitely Google would be your best friend and ask the specific questions you want to Google. Your privacy is also respected there. And they will make sure they link you to the right information based on what you're asking, what the keywords you want to know. So the vagina is a cleaning system, just like our mouth. It has pH levels. And when things don't balance out, there's discharge or a response to our body that we have to pay attention to. And a lot of guys will admit that some girls ignore that. And a lot of girls have an odor. But as you get older and mature, you get to realize that there are natural body odors and some people have a fetish for smelling it and wanting it in their face. Interesting. Yeah. Some people just like to sniff. Some people like to sniff for JJ. They like to smell body odor. They like to smell armpits. They like to smell your belly button. They like to smell your aura. It's your essence. And that is a primal behavior to just want to absorb somebody so much. And I have sold my socks before. Oh, yeah. Underwear. Yeah. yeah people want that. Um, yeah. Used underwear. Oh, yeah. I've had a lot. I've, I've gotten rid of a lot of underwear, actually, because yeah. of um, penny lovers and just people wanting to, you know, smell or even like, you know, taste whatever I emit in regards to uh, bodily fluids. So yeah. that is also a very sacred, sacred fetish that a lot of people are into. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. Safe sex means knowing everything about what's involved with sex. And that also means knowing about your body and how it works. And so if you're going to be, you know, doing all the naughty, naughty fun stuff, um, definitely take some time to know yourself and your body and get educated. Get educated. It doesn't hurt. We're adults. Yeah. And if you're young, you know, learn. That's the best time to learn. So you don't look back, you know, 20 years later and say, hey, shoot, that's what that was. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it's just good to just, you know, Google things when in doubt. But the vagina does clean itself like our entire body. If we're sick, our body has mucus and different things that, you know, leave our body to let us know that it's not working well. So just pay attention to the signs. Yeah. And if it don't smell right, it probably ain't right. Yeah. (laughs) So another question, how much sex should a couple have on a monthly basis? Um, well, I'm not an average person mm-hmm. and the people I date are not average people. Um, so most I've had sex is eight times a day. Um, wow. that's, that's not, wow. that's not a normal answer. Um, wow. so don't base <laughs> your average off my average. Um, yeah. Um, I think having sex is important i think physical intimacy and sexual intimacy is connecting exactly and gosh the sex doesn't always have to be super romantic but you know if you are two people that care about each other you want to and again coming from hypersexual females like yes we do like to have sex and especially if we have an exclusive partner we will want to have it multiple times a day and regular yeah so if you're getting it that often wow (laughs) 
I commend you. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, my answer is a little bit different. I think that on a monthly basis, couples argue a lot. Couples fight a lot. Yeah. Couples don't like being around each other a lot. So I think the limitations with sex and frequency is impacted by the emotional state of the relationship at, at the moment. If there's a fight, you're probably not having sex unless you're having not makeup sex, but sometimes you just have fuck out sex, which means that you just fuck and you're not even resolving the issue. You're just fucking and then you're still. <laughs> sometimes you just got to have some aggressive sex. Like right. you made me mad earlier, but come over here. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you're arguing, like that's the thing, like my drive doesn't change. Like if I'm fuck- if I'm really pissed <laughs> off, so I'm so ready to fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I want to fuck out. I don't really want to make up because sometimes like it's just tedious to go over the whole situation and yeah. stuff, which is selectively something that I like doing. But sometimes, yes, I just want to get rid of that fucking sexual energy, and you know. Um, I got I got um, an answer on that. <laughs> If I'm living with the person and like we have like obviously things to do like in our day, yeah, I would say per month with 30 days, 60 to 90 times. Sorry, did he just multiply the numbers? You said 60 to 90? That's like three to six. No, I can't math. It's two to three times a day. Thank you. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> so you should at least be having sex two times a day. Three times is, I think it's a good a healthy amount yeah and then like if you're doing a little bit more then you're going to start getting into the 100 times a month but if you're doing it three times a day for 30 days that's 90 times a month i envy you both breakfast lunch and dinner (laughs) (laughs) i do not have those frequencies because sometimes you can also have really really good sex and you just get fucking sore and then you're not going to want to really do it again until you kind of recover yeah, it's, it, it's not often that I have sex eight times a day, but it has happened, and it was a day. Mm. Yeah, that's record breaking. Like I, I commend that. That's that's my own personal trophy. I know you have your BJ trophies. Oh. That, that one's mine. <laughs> wow. Like, I'm just trying to think. Because is it sexual acts and behavior, or is it completely like penetration that it, we're talking about? I'm talking about fucking. Yeah. Damn. With a little bit of kink in there, just like sprinkled in there. Ooh. Yeah. You guys have my mind going right now. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Would you allow your partner in a swingers or a cuckold situation? And for those that don't know what cuckold is, it means that let's just give you the example. Let's just say like us three right here. Let's just say... CC and Friday are a couple and um, they want to do something creative in their intimate life. And then they have me who comes in and uh, CC's okay with Friday um, doing various things with me while she watches and, you know, stays back. That's kind of what cuckold is when you and your partner kind of watch or, or approve um, for one of the partners to engage in sexual acts predominantly sex and sexual things with another person and that person is okay and also present usually watching and cannot interject and cannot really um do anything about that situation they're just okay with it and they sometimes get pleasured by it and if it's a guy they might want to jerk off and enjoy the moment or if it's a woman they might you know play with themselves and just like the fact that their partner is being pleasured by somebody else some people get off on that 
For me, I'm a huge fan of threesomes, mm-hmm. um, especially in a relationship. Like, let's say I'm dating a man at the time. Um, you know, we sit down, we have a conversation. He's like, look, I want this. This is something you don't really want to do. Let's have a threesome. And I'm like, that's lit. Let's go. Um <laughs> So long as we're talking about that and we go kind of do that together, like that's a shared experience and it's super hot. And I think that kind of adds to our relationship. Um, I could maybe. open. (laughs) Yeah. um, I could maybe see myself like sitting on the couch eating some snacks while, you know, the other two are just kind of. Dude is banging the shit out of another girl you know like i'm having a break (laughs) and i have like a glass of wine and some popcorn and i'm just kind of watching and i'm like nice (laughs) do that he likes this (laughs) but you're not really allowed to partake it's kind of like you have to really honestly be like a voyeur and just watch what's going on i don't love the idea about not being allowed to partake (laughs) but you know if i'm like listen i need a timeout i'm gonna go grab a snack you guys that's fine um communication is all about what it is and also knowing the situation because this wouldn't really happen if there was no agreeance it has to be completely agreed to but as human beings sometimes emotions do get the best of us so friday i am curious about your thoughts well there's you know from the man's perspective because like there's two different types of cuckolding right it's the one that you just explained when there's two women involved and you know you're watching it could be guy or girl it doesn't matter it's conceptual then there's the other one where the husband wants to see his wife getting banged by another guy. I'm not for that. Yeah, I'm not for that I'm, either. I'm a selfish motherfucker oh, when it comes to that. Same. So I'm not, I'm not for that. But I'm like, I'm down for threesomes. You know what I'm saying? The only thing with that is It's like, kind of similar, but it's just like participation changes well, and control. I guess, like, like I, honestly, it's my selfish part, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't mind having another woman in the room, but I don't want another guy in the room. So there's a preference, yeah. right? It's okay if it's a female but, that you desire as well. And I guess this is also a question that I'm going to be redirecting to you guys. With me personally, if a threesome is going down, and from the one that I told you from episode one, like both of them were strangers <laughs> to a degree, like both incidents. One of them was just a girl who I was having casual sex with who bought a stranger. So now reverse, would it, does it have to be a stranger or... If you know that girl personally prior, are you having a threesome? It doesn't even make a difference. The cuckold is yeah. just really the situation at hand. Like no, no, but not the cuckolding, just oh. the threesome part. Okay. Like, would you have a threesome with somebody, like one of your girlfriends and your boyfriend? No. One of my, one of my girlfriends, <laughs> yes. Uh, that answers that quickly. <laughs> what about you, Lucy? Yeah, one of my girlfriends, yes. Um, one of his female, female friends, hell no. Mm. Like, it's absolutely hell no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the difference being? I just feel like, you know, I'm jealous. <laughs> and um, I think once it starts to get like a, a little bit too comfortable of a relationship or it starts to kind of drift away from being a platonic friendship that they have, mm. that's where I'm kind of like, mm. but if it's a stranger or it's like one of my friends, like my friend is not going to start having a romantic relationship with my partner unless we've all agreed to that i can count on that waiting for my answer a (laughs) hundred percent um yeah that's that's basically my logic there well i'm super selfish and i'm very jealous when it comes to sex and my partners and 
if I already have suspicion or doubt or jealousy about other females even getting that dick, first of all, it ain't going down like that. It I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, we are all selfish. Yes, we want to pick and choose. So if there was to be a third, and that's the thing, I don't mix. Like, if I'm going to have something with a female, it's with the female. If I'm going to have something with a dude, it's with the dude. There is no, we're going to be on the same page. No. So if it comes down to the cockhold situation, I don't think I would have the capacity if it was an intimately connecting relationship. If it was That's something fair. where I was just a part of a situation and it was just like me being my bad self and I'm just like, okay, I'm a watch. Because I did have a threesome back in the day and it was with a girl and her boyfriend and I was like the third person, but I wasn't really engaged because I wasn't into them like that either party. So I was just kind of there and I was just kind of maybe giving tips or directing and like not really doing the touching, but being touched slightly. So it's like, it was a long time ago, actually. It wasn't a very passionate experience. But to say that I would, you know, current day enjoy a cuckold, fuck no. Mm -mm. No. If I was uh, doing work as in like, you know, being a part of the situation to commentate or to spectate and stuff like that, I'll be a part. But to have somebody that I love or care about or enjoy fucking watching them at somebody, I just, I can't. Once you say it, you're right. I'm not, I don't know. I, 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 I just can't like, because I'm so selfish with my sex and Especially if I don't get it all the time and I'm frustrated and I want it more, I'm not fucking sharing that. I, I just can't. Like, no. I think Sorry. threesomes, yes. Cuck holding, no. I want to be involved. I don't want to be on the sidelines. Because there's so much sexual drive. Like, yeah. I just can't. Even a threesome, like, I wouldn't even, like, now, no. Like, back in the day, maybe when we weren't maybe as connected to people or maybe we were just being so sexually free, I thought about it. Other than that time I told you, like mentioned earlier, but I just, I just, I'm so much, I'm so enough for one person. Like I'm probably too much. So it's just like, I couldn't have another distraction. I couldn't, no, I, I don't even want visuals around when I'm doing my thing because like I am the fucking show. Like I'm just saying, like I just, there's so much activity that I bring, bring to the table. Like I want yeah. all eyes on me. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's where that goes. So um yes how do you keep the intimacy alive in a new um semi-long distance relationship that's out of the city and the person gave the example like toronto slash montreal so if you're dating out of the city and it's long distance like how do you keep the intimacy alive that's a um, challenging one we have a pandemic so definitely it's yeah. a real thing um i just try to like talk about the day-to-day -day. um you know if this person tells me that they have something really exciting going on for them like i'm really excited too um you just try to be as like emotionally invested in what they have going on even if you can't be there to be a part of that mm -hmm. um m one of my tips is just take fire nudes all the time <laughs> like they have Sending to yeah, like those pictures better slap and then you send them to <laughs> love it all the time. Um little texts like, Hey, or I'm sexting. I'm thinking about you. I sexting. just got into bed. I'm so cozy and naked. I don't know. I'm really bad That's at it. It's like really cool audio. I think like do people get to hear you speak like, you know? Like um, how you type? Like that. Make sure to check us out on Spotify. <laughs> 
that's the thing. Like, I, you sounded, she sounded so like attractive. I like really enjoy <laughs> sending voice notes. Yeah. Like, if I'm sexting someone, I'm like, no, I'm not typing this. I send a voice note. It kind of adds to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of have my voice when I'm, you know, just talking and sh- hanging out and stuff. Um, but then I feel like I, I get possessed. <laughs> like there's a demon within Sexual me. Sexual demons. Oh, yeah. We, have, yeah. we all have them. Like once stuff starts heating up, I'm a whole other version of mm. Cecilia Morale. So what's your alter ego? A baddie. <laughs> Let's give her a name. What would you call yourself with that alter ego? Like how Beyonce has Sasha Fierce and okay. I got okay. many. What do you have as your alter ego? Brat. You're a brat. I'm brat. Okay. Brat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, any thoughts, Friday, on long distance relationships in a current, like, let's just say a pandemic or just even dating out of the city? Montreal, Toronto. I mean, you like Montreal. Yeah, I'm, I'm from there originally, right? So oh, shoot. Okay. I, I had the going back and forward and stuff like that. However, from my personal, just from my personal perspective, yeah, if it's if you live more than 600 kilometers away, <laughs> we're just fucking. We're not in a relationship. You, you That's mean, fair. It's hard. Like yeah. we can maybe try to pretend that we are, but we're really not in a relationship. Like we got to live in the same city. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But we can we can continue to do that, mm. but. Just know, like, I'm, I might not come back for another, like, six months. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. when you go to Montreal, you got to kind of plan it and just, like... Yeah, like, if I'm flying all over the place, like, you know, like we do in the entertainment business or whatever, whatever, I think it's kind of understood that, like, yes, it's a relationship, but it's not like... Or you have a relation established with that person. Yeah, like, you have... Because there's relationships yeah. are different types of things, right? But is it a serious relationship that you have with this person, like, this is your mm. partner? I think it's a relation is is the word that's correct because we all have different relations with people. Relationship is more binding, Mm -hmm. whereas relations means that you can have social relations, you can have intimate relations, you can have all types of relations. And I think once you meet somebody, it's just like at the club. You mm -hmm. can have a relation with that person. You could just fuck them at the club and that's a wrap. Yeah. Or Clinton. I had relations. I did not have relations with her. Oh, with that woman. Relations with her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Miss Lewinsky. Yeah. Right. So it happens in so many situations, but I think it is challenging. I myself have done a long distance relationship. Um, I hate to say it, Jamaica. I actually went there. I mean, and then it was just, you know, a sexual thing. And then I came back, you know what I mean? And it just didn't add up. It didn't feel right 100%. But like, you know, I tried. I've talked to people in um, different places, but that's the thing about social media now. We're so easy to connect and have social relations, not relationships, relations. Yeah, having somebody in your DM or talking to somebody consistently because you guys know each other through Facebook friends or whatever that creates the relations part. There isn't a real official relationship there. So I think my friend here, I think what you have is a long distance relation that just worked. You just are in two different physical spaces. But if you want a relationship, it does require connectivity. And that's something that has to be something that's closely knit in order for the connection to thrive. I got to be able to see you at least on a, at least once a week basis. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's cute and nice right now, but you are going to want more and they're going to want more and you guys can't give it to each other and nobody is worth it at this point to think about a move. So I would definitely suggest have relations and keep building relations until you can escalate a relation into a relationship. Yeah. 
that's just my thoughts. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think we should take a break. I'm done. Yeah. Okay. We'll take a little five. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we are back and um, let's get into the interview part here. We'll keep it a little bit open, but I do have some specifics that I'll be asking you, uh, Cece. Okay. Um, so let's start about um, how do you think sex work has been affected by COVID-19 for those that are involved in that? So I'm going to address the positives. Um, the positive is that OnlyFans has been more normalized. Um, I've even seen it in my personal experience where, you know, three years ago when I was starting this journey, I had everyone and their mother hating on me um, for my life choices, which is fine. Um, but then COVID hit and now they're like, oh. Everyone and their mother are doing it. <laughs> everyone and their mother want to do it. And I have yeah. people messaging me like, hey, can you put me on? And I'm like, okay, well, it's nice that you now respect this and want to do it yourself. Because they see the financial stream. And at the end of the day, you do it not just only because of money, because it's something you're competent and capable to do. Yeah. And all the other factors that go into, you know, having almost like an adult site for yourself. Yeah. And so when I when I started, my content sucked. Like, cam <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the camera quality, trash. The editing, probably also trash. Um, and it took a long time for me to kind of master the marketing and all of that stuff. And people sometimes think of OnlyFans as like, oh, all you have to do is get naked and take a selfie. Well, if uh. that selfie is grainy and terrible, why are you going <laughs> to charge someone five bucks to view it? Um, so there's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff that goes into OnlyFans. Um, the skill you learn too as an editor, and um, you become you you become like a production manager. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and so I've had to wear like very many hats for myself, kind of running my own business. Um, now the unfortunate thing is we have all these people that want to hop on OnlyFans because it's a pandemic and they're trying to make some extra cash. But what's going to happen when the pandemic's over? you want to go back to your, you know, civilian job as, I don't know, an accountant or something. If um, the pandemic resumes. Yeah. Like if it clears up and everything. Yeah. And you want to go back to your accountant job um, and they go, oh, well, you spent the last eight months posting nude online. We're not going to hire you back. And so I think that it's really important, you know, don't fall into this hype of like, oh, OnlyFans, you make big money and it's you know super easy and blah 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 you know make sure that you're also thinking about how is this going to affect me and my future goals um because i think sometimes people forget that as it becomes more normalized they see celebrities like you know making it normalized and they go oh well they did it and their career's fine yeah it's not the same for you you're not cardi b you're not bella thorne you are who you are yeah hmm. and i think it's just like with any industry too. I think that a lot of people are monkey see monkey do. Uh, they're getting motivated because again, finances are tight and tough right now with everything that's going on and it's a go-to. I personally don't have an OnlyFans, but I have had an adult site in the past and I have done things that you know required a lot of work and a lot of real media quality that had to go into it yeah. to create the spaces in regards to you know getting a website, hosting, having you know web designer, all those things were put into it. Whereas now, 
Um, I haven't really looked into the scope of OnlyFans and, you know, how you can even put content on there. Can you upload old content or have stuff that you've done before or does it have to be something always new and, you know, refresh? It should be something that's new and fresh. And I want you to hear me say that it should be. Mm -hmm. um, have I uploaded throwbacks? Absolutely. Because they were like photos that I really enjoyed that I hadn't posted before. And I'm like, hey, look at me. I was 19. I was super hot. Um, <laughs> Still hot. <laughs> but um, I think that if you're posting, you know, the same photo every couple of months and you're kind of hoping that people don't notice, they're going to notice but They're videos gonna... though can you put videos there yeah you can post yeah. videos there um i've kind of made one of my sites which is my avn site which is very similar to OnlyFans. one of it has more exclusive and fetish content mm -hmm. um and then my OnlyFans is a little bit more for the vanillas so that they don't get freaked out when i'm like yeah. <laughs> super tied up and getting electrocuted um oh shit yeah you do electro play oh yeah i'm into <laughs> <laughs> confessions on zaylink yeah i'm into uh some stuff i like my music like i like my men aggressive Ooh. that's yeah. not to that we read a poem and now we're getting all the lyrics okay yeah no again once you talk to somebody who knows their shit sexually like you get to hear the fetishes you get to hear the experiences it just makes it more real like you your mind will be blown and i think that's where people need to follow you and ask you directly what floats your boat and maybe you can enact what floats theirs yeah i love answering questions for people about you know how do i explore this and this i'm into this how do i figure out if i like it or not um, Electroplay is an interesting one. I think it's like shock treatment. So if anybody has like an injury and you go to a specialist, sometimes for nerve um, uh, sensitivity, you get shock treatment and, you know, for different things in your body for uh, medical reasons. But it's also used in the uh, world of sex as well for different stimulation because how you stimulate the body is a very interesting uh, experience it's cosmic if i can say the beat reminds me of the word cosmic for some reason but it's a cosmic experience and explosion because how you touch somebody again is intimate and intense where you touch them is important and again the level of touch can be a simple glide it can be a pinch it could be different things but the shock treatment's a it's a wake-up call especially when you uh <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. When you zap different parts of the body, whether it be a nipple, whether it be a clit, whether it be, um, you know, your palm or even like your wrist, different parts of the body and having it done. Like when you talk about electroplay, actually, let's talk about it for a sec. Um, yeah. Who electrocutes you or like who shocks you? Um, so in the past, it's actually been friends that were more experienced in kink than I was. Hmm. So it wasn't like a play situation. We weren't like doing anything it was like hey you want to try this and i was like absolutely <laughs> um i have had friends use violet wands on me um which is like a little bit lighter it's just like a little you said friends you let friends do like intimate acts with you um i wouldn't more consider it intimate it's just kind of like hey i have this cool thing and it hurts a lot and i'm like <laughs> i like getting hurt a lot hurt me um okay but she said it guys she just loves that uh, bondage and it's very casual <laughs> so used to it <laughs> we're talking about consensual pain and that's yes. another thing in the fetish world of sex that 
you have to be open-minded to different elements of pleasure. Yeah. Some people like very aggressive stuff and some people like very mild forms and some people can be down with either one. Yeah. So I can definitely relate to what you're saying because I did have an experience in the dungeon there uh, from one of the last episodes we talked about. I had a dungeon experience and it was uh, about domination and I was being dominated and it was really interesting. I did have the shock treatment as well and I was um, restrained. I was tied to... Uh, what was it? I had my hands up tied and then I had my legs um, bound as well. And it was really, really um, interesting. I was being shocked in different places. So it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah. The Violet wand is super soft. Um, I've also had experience. Um, I have a friend who actually has like a cow prodder. Oh, shoot. Um, which is super heavy duty because it's, you know, for a very large animal. Um, so and, it's a real one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he had brought prodder. it to i think the club actually mm -hmm. and he was like look what i have and i was like can i try it and he was like are you sure are you sure and i was like yeah let's do it let's go let's go and wow. it hurt like how i jumped and i was like let's do it again <laughs> uh. <laughs> but that's the thing pain is pleasure right and yeah especially when it's in a controlled environment so it's just like spanking too like i um I have so many experiences, but this isn't always about me. Um, so we'll pass on that one. <laughs> but yeah, in regards to pleasure and stuff like that, there's shock treatment. There's um, more extreme things that you can be doing. Um, but do them safely. Yeah. Do them safely. Oh, wow. Uh, Sorry, now Thomas is deciding to be the loudest he can be today. Well, you guys have a great conversation. Yeah, it's just that engine. It's just like our bodies, you know, like we're we, so we, fueled. We call it on the <laughs> network Toronto Ambiance. We're using the sirens and stuff. Oh, that was your natural sound effect. What are you telling them? <laughs> You're revving us up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's all me. That's all me. <laughs> the natural revving of Toronto. Hey. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yes. So uh, let's go on to our next question, which is, um, what was the craziest sexual request you've received and have you done it? I'm sure there's plenty, but just think about it. I mean, there's, who's not gonna wanna have the most extreme things done to you? Um, <laughs> I'm actually gonna talk about a custom video experience that I had. Um, so I had someone pay me a copious amount of money um, to pretend. All background sound effects. I love it. It's so you. great. It's so great. Um, he got audio too of a person talking. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, so someone had requested that I pretend to be a turned off sexy robot. Mm. And so I filmed an hour long video where I was not allowed to be filmed blinking. So every time the camera was around my face and I had someone smacking me in the face, I couldn't blink react to being hit in the face, which mm. took several, several, several takes. Um, basically this person just wanted to see like my joints bend and straighten. Um, it wasn't even inherently sexual. For them it was, I think. For them it was, yeah. um, but for me, I was like- Following the instructions. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've also had another custom video request where I, the script was that I was playing with myself and 
I magically grabbed a pair of scissors and very casually and accidentally cut my hair like on my head. Oh, okay. While I was it's a slight humiliation thing. Yeah. Like, so yeah. like, oops, I was you know playing and I accidentally cut my hair, yeah. and so I had to figure out how to work that one into a script. Um, it was pretty funny to film. I I enjoyed it and I got a new haircut out of it. So <laughs> <laughs> all worked out. Way to make the most out of that. Yeah. Uh, uh there's some really interesting requests made of me, and I've done many things, but. I think I've had to say no to one in particular. Um, when you start getting into values and morals and uncomfortable situations, like um, enacting to, let's just say, I don't know, be a child. I think that's a little bit, yeah. um, a certain age child as well. Yeah. I've been asked to uh, enact that and I had to decline, unfortunately, because just something's again in this world and in this uh element of being sexually gifted we are allowed to say yes and no so i just said no i also you know i know that it's a very popular topic um but i won't do like um like step anything Mm. step relation incestual like a lot of people sometimes want incestual um fantasies yeah and that's that's too much for me personally however if that's your thing and everyone's consenting go for it um, it's real categories out there. I mean, and this is the thing again about what pornography glorifies is anything goes. You can have somebody who's barely legal as a category. You can have brother, sister, mother, son, like in steps. Like there's there's really no limit. It's just a matter of the perspective and who is using their value system to, I guess, enhance the sexual experience and who's able to decline it or not partake in it. Yeah. So there are categories and there are people who are into these things regardless. It's just we all have filters and some people have um, different levels of when they get to a filter. Some of us reach them faster. Some of us don't. So it's a very real thing. We are able to say yes and no. And some of us have done some really you know, interesting things. Some of us will pass. Yeah. So um, next question is. Uh, With limitations on uh, Instagram, with everything that's going on with Facebook and with censorship and all these new things that are coming in to prevent sex work or anything on the sexually explicit content line that affects us in particular, um, how do you find promoting and marketing yourself on um, like online? Like, are you feeling that you're more um, cornered into a tight space to use the platforms that now you have to focus on? Or are you still trying to like spread a lot of your... um, I guess, your influence over the place in subtle ways. So I used to really, really, my majority focus was on Instagram. Um, And now I've kind of turned my Instagram into wholesome selfies and pictures of my dog. Um, because I can't get away with posting anything else. What you want to really post, because you're proud of your body. And I mean, you look good and you want to share different sides of you and different parts. And you know, there's policing going around all the time and they're limiting that. So I think you can still post, but just use some of these emojis. I (laughs) made a second account for all of my like work stuff. Um, And then the account that was my main account, I made safe for work so that Mm. in the case that my work account gets deleted, I at least still have my original. Um, I've kind of moved majority to Snapchat and Twitter because Mm -hmm. they are more friendly. Um, with your content yeah 
and fan base again and again it's a time for fans to be really loyal because again there's a lot of difficulty with being able to freely promote share and do what you know people like us love to do which is you know like be open-minded to sexuality and express ourselves so the key is um to make sure that when you're a fan and you support who you like stay connected the platforms are out there and again if you are a content creator, make sure you have multiple platforms available so that your fans can access you by email should anything shut down officially because that is a payment stream, I'm sure, that a lot of us use is uh, email transfers and all these other um, things tied to email. So that's a huge one. And when you're using PayPal um, to send you know, to your favorite content creators, please don't put not safe for work language in your like notes when you send an e-transfer or PayPal, um, it's been known that pay PayPal will freeze the accounts of anyone receiving money that they suspect is for, you know, like content or any sort of adult service. Solicitation or something like that. So yeah. be mindful. So it's not just the issue on the content creator's part to produce content and receive support financially or however monetary way that is provided but also being smart as a contributor knowing the rules and knowing the language because we have to do so much work sometimes to be content creators and produce what you love to see and watch and hear yeah. so it makes it like 10 times more easier when you understand if you want to support have that conversation find out the best way first and the instructions that would be most ideal for you to um follow in order to ensure that it is received and that it is um, definitely appreciated and you know the person can continue to do what they need to do absolutely yeah i think that's a huge point like and that makes a lot of sense for that dialogue because again some people might be comfortable with a certain payment method and then there's other ones that are accepted that can be easier and actually have less um what's the word i'm looking for fees yeah. or anything else associated with it yeah and sometimes too OnlyFans has like payout limits um so if you're you know thinking about paypaling one of your favorite creators and they go actually i'm five dollars away from my payout limit <laughs> on OnlyFans, can you send it there so i can receive the rest of my Pay money out so she's uh somebody you want to keep supporting because you have a uh, different uh, limits out here yeah. so i'm happy slide into her dms respectfully yeah thank cecilia you. morale <laughs> um, so a few other things that we can um, probably discuss quickly is um, since we we're talking about dating and relationships and stuff uh, just a generic question out there uh, should guys articulate their feelings and emotions or should we just allow them to like just allow them to think that it's assumed in their body language and in their behavior um, I definitely I love a man that can communicate like tell me what you are thinking what you are feeling um, it's rare though it's it's oh so rare but <laughs> if you tell me like exactly what it is like 100 percent honesty and accuracy that allows me to figure out how i'm gonna move um so you know if you're like kind of just giving me some body language that i can't read i'm not going to be able to be the best partner for you right and especially because I think being hypersexual or being sexually open, you're already like opening up a whole nother vulnerability that most people are more reserved with. So I think it enhances our ability to be a little bit more tolerant of anybody else expressing themselves, even just verbally. Yeah. 
because sexual expression is loud and it is very defining because it's almost like we're being so vulnerable with our most intimate part of us, which is our sexuality, because that's not something we wear on our sleeve. People don't just look at you and see exactly what you're about, right? Sometimes they can guess, but when you are open to somebody sexually and then you are very competent and strong in that area, I think that, yeah, as a man or as a, some, like somebody else that's more emotionally reserved, there should be a room for you to feel a little bit more open-minded and express yourself in the best way you can, as long as you're able to articulate with words, yes. Yeah. And those conversations can be really sexy. They don't have to yeah, be... No, but why do people think that if a man is emotional or talking, like not crying or whatever, but like if he's talking about things he may not like or if he's talking about things that maybe bother him or things he'd maybe want to try, Yeah. you know, like... I don't think that's anything to laugh at. I think it just yeah. makes it more engaging and makes me feel like you're more real, like you're 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 just as open as I am. Communication initiates the gorilla grip. Oh shoot. <laughs> Men Ooh. communicate. Gorilla communicate. Grip. Oh my gosh. I gotta use that. I had to do a throwback to earlier in the episode. <laughs> gorilla grip. I like that. So anything else you want to let viewers and listeners know about Cecilia Morale and what's next and what's happening? Because we're in uncertain times right now. And um, I just want to know, like, what do you want to leave everybody with now that they have experienced you on this platform? Um, I think, you know, with it being uncertain times, we have to try our best to kind of explore our sexuality and be true to ourselves and continue to live our lives to the fullest in a way that's safe. Um, you know, figure out what is going to work for you and what's going to make you happy, what's going to feed your soul um, when it comes to intimacy in these times. Um, I guess that's kind of like my message to leave you with her poem unofficial yeah yeah I'm, I'm no freestyler so <laughs> no for sure and definitely i want viewers to still feel comfortable and competent to send your messages if it's an audio i accept if it's a text i accept send it to zay links at gmail.com z-a-e links l-i-n-k-s at gmail.com or me personally alizé vlogs your host and a beloved also uh, um the instagram <laughs> we have our instagram page zay link also on instagram zay link on instagram and also we love hip-hop network that Same. is the umbrella here and a huge platform congratulations on episode 200 on thank you the, thank you, uh, thank you. <laughs> on the podcast and you know getting a lot of shout outs and uh, definitely spaces like this is what the community needs in regards to hip-hop in regards to sexuality in regards to anything the people need to be able to feel like people out there understand them and that can they can relate to them and they could talk about the issues that a lot of us are facing and I think me introducing this poem earlier can show you just how real I am. I have my own situations too. Cecilia has her own and uh, Friday and everybody else. You know, we're in uncertain times and uncertain situationships and uh, situations that are happening all the time. So thanks for listening and definitely subscribe on YouTube to Alize Vlogs. Yeah. And uh, we love Hip Hop Network. Cecilia Morella on Instagram. Thank you for having me. 
Thank big you crib. for coming through and having yet again. I got my big crib. I got big crib. I got big crib. I got big crib. Peace. What else, cuz? I got everything, cuz. Bad bitch, you know what I'm saying? Never been a hater. I just.